Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. From the streets of Las Vegas, energized, informed, and never diluted. It's time to kick some ass. Hey, it's your girl, Dr. Brandy Stankovic. Welcome back to the Strategic Hotbox. I'm so excited that you're here. And for anyone that this is your first time, we come at you live from all different places. Sometimes we have boots in the dirt and we're on site with different locations. Sometimes we're in the studio. And now today we're coming to you virtually live because our guests are coming from to us from Michigan. So we'll hear more about them in just a second. At the Strategic Hot Box, we learn, we love, and we kick ass. So in the learn section, we learn something new from a subject matter expert, somebody that's out there in the industry making things happen. And then we also love, it's all about, business is all about relationships and getting to know each other and networking and how we can choose love in, in the world around us. And then finally, as always, we will give you some takeaways, something you can start executing on today so you can walk away and kick some ass. So are you ready to get started? I'd love now to introduce you to our guests. I have two really good friends. We go way back. We've worked together. We've worked together on projects. We've been in the industry together. This is Nick Alexa and Aaron Cluck from Story FI. Welcome, my friends. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having us. Excited to be here. <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been a minute since. Are you guys coming to us live from Michigan? Are you both in the same place in Michigan? Where are you on the planet? Yeah, we're, we're both in Michigan. Uh, I'm in Metro Detroit and Aaron's just north of Metro Detroit. Uh, I'll let you, let you tell him where you're from, Aaron. Yeah, Lapeer, Michigan. So nice, cozy little farming town about an hour north of Detroit. <laughs> So a little bit of a different kind of culture than than I'm coming to you from Las Vegas. But, you know, I like to hear all the stories from all the things. And you have been up to up to I would say up to no good. But this is you've been up to some good. So tell me what what's happening. You've got a new business. You're changing the world. You're becoming media masterminds. Yes. No, we're, we're really excited about this new development. So really, um, at the tail end of last year, in 2022, a consortium of credit unions came together um, and they essentially offered to purchase uh, our uh, video production team from our previous employer, where Brandy and I and Aaron all worked together, CU Solutions Group, now known as CUSG. Um, and that sale transaction actually went through in um, early spring of this year. Uh, they brought me, uh, the consortium brought me over as the uh, CEO to run that company and to really grow it beyond where we're at. So in the, sh in the few short months that we've been in business as a standalone uh, organization, we've been able to add uh, three team members. We're looking at a fourth team member. So we essentially, we're, we're growing real fast, but, but what is our mission? What are we trying to do? Um, we, we, see our, or we see ourselves as a boutique video uh, agency. Uh, we're, we're not an all-in ad agency. Uh, we're not trying to do everything under the sun. What we do is we do video production, everything soup to nuts, and then things that are video adjacent, like uh, buying or uh, doing media planning and buying that media, doing a, like a targeted media buy uh, for that content. And that's really come out of our experience in the last decade or so working with credit unions uh, in other financial institutions. Uh, we would create this beautiful piece of media for them, beautiful piece of content or a series of content, an actual campaign. We would hand it off. And then the question would be, now what? 
what are we going to do with this? And uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to expand our offerings so that we have a comprehensive suite that we can say, here's what you can do now and, and make it more of a comprehensive offering. Uh, and that, that's a big difference from where we were at uh, under our old company to where we are at as a standalone uh, Storyfy. And the very name Storyfy, what is that about? It's about taking the narrative uh, that, that your organization already has in place that is striving to write uh, just in how they, they live and operate and taking that and making a story out of it, finding the story and being able to tell that in different ways. Um, so we're really excited uh, to, uh, to be on our own. We're really excited to really grow this business. Um, we have an exceptionally talented team um, and uh, Aaron is our chief operating officer and chief creative officer. And uh, I'll let him say a couple of words here. Yeah, so super excited to be on with you both um, and really excited about what we're planning on doing, uh, you know, over the next few years in the space. A um, lot of potential, um, you know, we're working close with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, regional and community-based financial institutions. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential, a lot of growth, and a, a lot of need in, in the content and media space. And, and uh, we, we love being, uh, you know, one of the solutions to help them out. I love that. And I was, I was going to hassle you, but then you were so kind to turn it over to Aaron. I was going to hassle you to say an exceptionally talented team. Well, yeah, because this is being recorded, right? And they're, they're all gonna, <laughs> we're all going to see it. So you better say nice things to, to your team. But what a cool uh, crossover for you guys of things that you're so passionate about, but then you also have tremendous talent and experience in. And so I'm, I'm really stoked for you. And I know that we've worked together on many video mm -hmm. projects. Uh, and I know I was your favorite person to be absolutely 100 yeah again we're being recorded <laughs> um, but we but i learned a lot from you along the way and i was always impressed in how uh you were turning things around and putting it out with that story like you're saying and creating a story sometimes mm -hmm. when there wasn't when there wasn't one mm -hmm. so there's this this concept about immersive video what mm -hmm. is that and what does that mean well, it yeah, could mean a lot of that. different things, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I was going to hand it off to Aaron here. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's it's really interesting when when I when I, when we started talking, you know, saw, saw the question about immersive video. It can mean a whole bunch of different things. Um, you know, people include that in, in looking at VR. Um, you know, from from that viewpoint, from augmented reality, we're seeing a lot of it even in kind of installations. Um, if you're familiar with like uh, immersive Van Gogh or immersive Disney, where you walk oh, into yes. these, um, you know, these rooms and they mm -hmm. have the, you know, projectors all around you. And it's just another way mm -hmm. to experience content and media in a way that, I mean, especially in the Van Gogh type experience is very surrealistic, mm -hmm. right? Now, sure. specifically for brands and how, where they might start seeing these, um, you know, I'd say uh, expedition halls, event spaces, trade shows, um, mm -hmm. all great spaces to use immersive video. Um, it can be everything. I remember, I think when I was a kid, the first time you start seeing video used beyond just a screen, um, you know, I, I believe we were maybe at Disney or something and, and you're, you're sitting down in a 4D theater, water sprays on you. It, it, so it's yeah. really interesting when you look at all these different ways and those have been around for 20, 30 years, right? Some of these new ways, especially with, um, you know, brands like Apple with their, their Vision Pro coming out next year, really starting to dive into fully immersive um, environments 
um, where the mm -hmm. crux of that is a visual content, um, sky's the limit. And I'm very excited to see where where these all go and how brands, especially smaller brands, you know, who might not have $2 billion in their marketing budget sure, right. can utilize some of these um, strategies to really forward their causes. You know, if my chair starts vibrating or there, you know, water comes out of my screen, I'm going to be really, it's going to feel a little creepy, I think. But I, I love the idea of this immersive video. And I was even thinking about like surround sound at home when you're listening and watching shows. It, it just changes, it changes the game. But you started to, to mention it there about uh, how can somebody begin the process? I mean, is this a social media thing? Is this just working only, you know, with the professional videos we're putting on our website. I mean, where do, where do you go? Nick, what are your, what's your thought? Uh, uh, well, that's a good question. And I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're surrounded by video all the time um, in pretty much everything we do, be it, be it social media, be it uh, digital channels, TV, even, <coughs> excuse me, out in the world. Um, you could, you could be accosted by video ads at your favorite restaurant. Um, but you know ultimately what what immersive video means is you know trying to create an experience that that brings you into something or it puts you in a perception or reality that allows you to kind of think about something in a different way um you know kind of touching on what aaron said having grown up in mercury detroit you know cars are the business of detroit and uh, the detroit auto show was the long stay um, I, I remember just going to the auto show many times, many years and over the years, like the immersive video that supported those car launches got better and better. It was really meant to kind of bring you in, um, and, and allow you to visualize yourself in that vehicle, uh, doing different things or see that vehicle in different environments or scenarios that, you know, that were maybe aspirational to you, the buyer. So mm -hmm. that was on, you know, a main stage. Um, but then as things have progressed, they've taken kind of that immersive or immersive sort of video and they've been able to chop it up and kind of parse it out into a social strategy. Um, so actually a lot of car launches, uh, nowadays are actually handled directly through, uh, you know, uh, standalone web pages they'll, they'll make for that car, uh, driven by a launch video, driven by a comprehensive, uh, social media strategy where they're doing vignettes of what that video or sorry, vignettes of what that vehicle can do. Um, you know, again, to kind of draw you in. So one part of it is advertisement. Another part is really trying to get you, the customer, to visualize yourself, you know, in that vehicle, in that environment, doing something with that. So, you know, th that's kind of a, you know, that the uh, car companies have millions and millions of dollars to spend on immersive video, but that that's not what you need to get into immersive video. Um, there's certainly a lot of like uh, pretty easy steps you can take to create a strategy, especially a social strategy uh, that would allow you to to get in that uh, path. Yeah, and I think that social media yeah. has made everything so much more accessible, right? But mm -hmm. I do really feel like it still takes a pro, right? And maybe a different kind of pro, right? To these different types of video, et cetera. But it really does still take somebody that knows what they're doing because otherwise it, you can look amateurish uh, even though it's an amateur platform, even though it's social media, right? You can look amateurish mm -hmm. really quickly, right? So do you recommend that people get support when they're even doing social media? Yes and no. So, uh, Aaron, why don't you take this one? 
Yeah, it's really interesting you bring that up um, because a lot of times the issues might not even be um, that you can't do it. It's just what you might be doing might be, if, if you're using only internal resources, might be behind the times, right? And, and behind the times could be three minutes ago when it comes to social. So we have to, you have to be very careful when you're doing things like that because as a brand, when you're jumping on a bandwagon of something that is, is working and it's clean, that could take a really negative turn, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, a day down the road because of some influencer who does or says something. And so you got to be very careful right. with that, um, especially with paid influencers. But I do think you can definitely do some things on your own. That said, you know, and I know it's an investment and not everyone wants to do it, but it's good to bring someone in who, who can be a professional, even if it's just from a consulting and strategy standpoint, mm. especially when you start tying in social and video and, and mm -hmm. all these other elements, immersive things, now you're you're really asking a lot of probably an overworked team or group, you know, group of team members who this might not be their uh, their cup of tea, so. Sure, right. And I think yeah. that just somebody that's engaged in the relevant things that are happening, because I see so often some of the businesses that I'll work with, they'll say, yeah, I totally wanna do that. We're totally gonna get some social media going. And then you talk to this person that's now in charge of social media and they're like, I don't even have, that account. I don't even have a Facebook. I don't even have an Instagram. I don't even use TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, why are, why are you the one that, that's managing this? I mean, not that, that smart people can't make great things happen. It's more that if you aren't living it, then mistakes can be made really easily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, social media requires, requires a commitment. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you need to develop a cadence. You just can't post once and then hope that you're going to get this uh, this audience and followers like you have to keep it going and you have to build off of the success you know each time um and you know there's there's something we said you know a lot of younger uh like team members that a company might have on staff probably well versed in social media probably could put a relatively simple social media plan together um but but you know kind of what you had said when you start tying these digital channels together when you try to create a more comprehensive strategy, that's when you really need to elevate it to a professional level and get someone in there that uh, either has the know-how or can consult with someone that has the know-how to really start developing that out. Are there certain keys then to engagement? Like what draws people to a video? Is it, I mean, are there traditional ones that have been around forever? Are there some new things? I mean, what are some of those keys to engagement? Aaron, what's your thought? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's it's a great question. Um, you know, you, you look at a lot of the social um, and, and, and and YouTube content that you currently currently have out there, and and there's a lot of algorithms in place, right? And so you can do a lot of things right, and you can miss those algorithms, and and your video doesn't do as well. Um, I will say, um, I always feel bad for internal teams because about once a week they hear someone on their team asking them to make something go viral. Um, it, you know, it's not that simple, obviously, but there, there are steps you can take. Um, a lot of it is about creating something that is going to um, get people to watch, right? I mean, that, that's the equivalent of, of engagement on the front end. Can you pull in, in their attention in the first second, the first two seconds? Um, you know, so there's a lot of ways you can cut your content to, you know, try to pull in, in people on the front end. But I will say too, depending on where you're trying to um, market, you know, to your audience, whether it be on social and reels, you know, people are flipping through reels and, and you have a lot to compete with because there's a cat doing backflips, right? And someone, you know, face planning on a skateboard in the first second. And now you're talking about enterprise SaaS. Like 
you know what I mean? There's things where you're probably just not going to win on that upfront engagement if you go traditional. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of other channels and other places, you know, in training and other scenarios where you know you have a captive audience. And so a lot of it's just knowing your audience, knowing your channels and creating content that is specific for those channels um, and not a one size fits all because that will fail miserably in our current uh, market. Yeah, and I think that knowing your audience really is crucial in that, right? Because not everybody consumes content the same way. We even find that at the at the Hotbox, we'll have one uh, guest who is well watched on YouTube, right? We'll get all these views on YouTube, and then another that mm -hmm. won't have nobody will even watch on YouTube, and then it's mm -hmm. somebody else where they're everybody's consuming it on Spotify or Apple or or whatever. Like it, all of them are mm -hmm. so different, and sometimes there's method to that magic, right? Sometimes we do it on purpose, and then there's mm -hmm. other times we look at each other going, "How the heck did that happen?" Right? And so I think that uh, it's it's yeah. a it's a balance of that. Nick, did you have something to add? Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're talking about themes, uh, common themes that we see in a lot of projects are, you know, really pulling at the the humorous elements of uh, a story uh, that we might create. Uh, other times, it might be more of an emotional uh, tug. Um, the one of the, I guess, the caveats with if you go the emotional route is that uh, you know certain demographic could, could see that more as pandering. You know, you're you're trying to make me feel this way, um, as opposed to you know say humor um where you will either choose to laugh or not but you're not necessarily feeling completely pandered to um mm -hmm. so those are just two common themes that we see quite a bit um but it really depends on the style or the type of media that you're you're looking to produce um i mean if you're going for a brand anthem which is more celebratory of what your organization is and it's aspirational to what you want to be um then then we're talking you know energetic um you know kind of hero-esque, uh, you know, really a highlight of culture. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, lots of different themes we plug into for a lot of different types of content, um, but those are three that come to mind. And that's a, that's playing to that trends that you were speaking to earlier, right? So that's where mm -hmm. trends could be really beneficial, but also can hurt us. Like when we jump on a trend mm -hmm. and whether it's a, a TikTok type video or mm -hmm. a fast paced, fast cut video that might be used professionally, those mm -hmm. things will work right now, but they could go mm -hmm. out very quickly, but they also could work against you. Like I've seen brands jump on trends and then get in a lot of trouble for it too, because it's mm -hmm. not authentic yeah. or organic. Nick, were you gonna say something? And actually, yeah, we're, we're right in the middle of producing a holiday campaign right now. And uh, we were trying to find alignment with kind of some, some trending um, things that are happening, at least on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, this, this campaign will air very, very shortly, but, you know, and we produced it in a very short amount of time, but there's a chance that even, you know, two weeks from, you know, finishing production and editing to getting it, you know, in, in digital channels that one or more of those pieces will not necessarily be in alignment with what's trending. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes speed is the name of the game. If you're going, if you're trying to attach to something mm -hmm. that is trending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that completely. So then, then there's this whole concept of artificial intelligence. So I have uh, recently discovered an artificial intelligence tool that will take the episodes that we create here on the Strategic Hotbox and chop them up into consumable bits so I can put them on social media, right? It's all free. Mm -hmm. It's all like I just click and it does it. It adds the captions. Mm -hmm. It's this insanity that's out there. How has artificial intelligence changed the game for you? I'll let you take this one, yeah, Aaron. I'll, I'll, 
<laughs> it's really exciting, you know, um, and, and on the same end, I know it's scary for people, um, you know, talk to a lot of people in our industry, in adjacent industries, um, writers, editors, um, you know, designers, photographers, they're concerned, you know, and rightfully so, um, because a lot of what they're doing or a lot of what they've been able to do in the past and charge for, um, you know, for example, taking a podcast, cutting it up into, you know, social chunks and getting those ready for you can save you thousands of dollars and lots of, really, it's the time aspect. Um, mm -hmm. On the positive side, we have a lot of the tools that we use to do our job in pre-production, production and post are starting to have um, like AI elements added to them, some AI tools, you know, um, and a lot of these are more about quality of life, just saving time for me so I don't have to, you know, do each little piece by itself. Um, is it always perfect? No. And, and there's a lot of work you have to do to it and with AI tools to get them to work, yeah. right? It's almost like learning how to paint, right? You're, you're learning a new set of tools, but real, you know, it, it can bring a lot to the table, can save myself, my team, hundreds of hours a year on doing some of these pieces. And so I think there's a lot of potential. I don't think we need to be afraid of it. I think we need to be cautious, you know, going into it. And the only other thing I'll say about it, looking at people, you know, just a little call out to our industry, the entertainment side, talent, actors, writers on that end, obviously there's concern there because, you know, they don't want to, their jobs to be, you know, <laughs> taken over by AI. They want to keep the rights to their themselves, the royalties and things sure. like that. So there's a lot to keep an eye out um, in there. And one last point, you know, be careful putting all your eggs in one basket in the AI tools, you know, space, yeah. you know, we're only one legislation away from those not, you know, not being able to use and do some of these uh, things. And smart. so, you know, just make sure you have fallbacks on, on for your content creation and things, but don't be afraid, use it, um, you know, yeah. and reach out to, to companies that are using it um, because it, it could save you a lot um, and it could help you look at things a little bit differently. Like one of the greatest things about ChatGPT ask them questions, you know what I mean? See what comes back. It, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, and I'm with you on that. It is what, what is produced by these AI tools definitely takes some, some, I don't know, massaging is that word i'll come up with <laughs> yes but that's it, a great like, word it's a great word periodically yeah. it will have uh it will take a, a wrong turn or it'll do but it does mm -hmm. cut things down like as far as eliminating yep. some of the, the pauses or whatever in the video or creating kind of automatically creating the chunks but it but it definitely takes a human behind it that has some sort of skill set to understanding it so it's smart to reach out to companies and and see what they're using and how they can help use that with the tools that you you know that you have as as an organization as well but you spoke a little bit to it's kind of like painting is is video and edit and all of these different pieces is it an art form or is it a technical skill i mean you tell me <laughs> it's kind of both it's uh i always call it an imperfect science and the imperfect part is really the artistic um you know um i guess effort you want to put into it uh that you know and i say that there, there's very much like a technical um uh, know-how that you need in many different elements of production, um, you know, be that planning, um, you know, a, a, a light scheme. If you're lighting a scene, uh, you have to have a very strong technical know-how and ability to do that and do it well. Um, if you're if you're editing, um, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into that that isn't necessarily just dropping clips in and then, you know, putting uh, transitions or effects on top of it. Um, so there's there's the element where, you know, it's very technically uh, heavy, 
but then uh, it's those who come in and they're able to, you know, to really draw out the clips that are going to help tell the story. So there, there's many clips when you do an interview or you're out getting B-roll that will t that will tell a similar story, but the certain clips will tell a better story than others. And that's where the, the artistry comes in. That's where mm -hmm. talent uh, comes in for a, an editor. Mm -hmm. So it's like they have the technical know-how, they know how to do an edit, but they also know to look for certain things that are going to tell that in a more poignant way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that, you know, we've had many, or you know, at least a decade worth of experience doing, if not mm -hmm. uh, almost 15 years now. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I, I love you know, not to, okay. to kind of put a little snippet in no, here. Right. I absolutely love working with somebody that will run with it. Right. I mean, it's kind of mm -hmm. like when you go get a tattoo, how often you go to get, some people go to get a tattoo and they're like, this is exactly what I want. 11,000 photos mm -hmm. of it, this size, whatever. And other people go and I'm like, I kind of just want, I kind of just want the, this and then allow mm -hmm. the artist to create a little bit around that. And I know I probably just, you know, pissed off a whole bunch of tattoo artists listening, but I feel the same <laughs> way about videos. Some of the video people that I work mm -hmm. with, like, I don't really know. I know I wanted to have energy. I know I wanted to have this and kind of have some elements, but mm -hmm. I like the artistry that comes from the people behind behind the camera as well. And, you know, I, I like when we are given the creative license to do that. Uh, certainly, you know, if you have a, a brand architecture, we can follow that to the T. It can look exactly, as you say, exactly how you want it uh, based on 10,000 photos or, a, you know, 30 page deep <laughs> brand guide. Um, <laughs> But but if you give us you know creative license as well to tell that story uh, within within that framework of the brand guide, uh, we certainly will come back to you with something that you know is probably more poignant, more relevant, or interesting than you might otherwise produce by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of, of of having professionals like you be be in that because I mean it's the audio, it's the it's the edit, mm -hmm. it's the is the video, it's the B-roll, it's all those different pieces put together that really make a story come to life and then ultimately allowing it to be immersive or that type of thing. Absolutely. Um, go ahead, were you gonna say something? Cause I'm, I'm gonna throw another oh, question at you if not. Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna see if Aaron had any thoughts on this one. No, no, I, th I think you covered, covered it there, but you know, it, it, one thing, on my even my team, you know, our team of editors, uh, there's there's some of some of them that I would say I, I would categorize more as artists and, and other more as technical editors or producers, right? And so depending on the project, you know, an artist might uh, you know thrive on a certain type of project, um, but then on a really technical training based edit, they're just you, you can barely get them to keep their head up, you know. And so you know, <laughs> getting the right talent to work on the right types of jobs in in the production, in the writing, and yeah. in the, the post super important and having a good swath of talent you can pull from uh, can really help, you know, as you're trying to define and, and figure out, you know, okay, based on this brand guide, what are we, what's the story we're really trying to tell? And that's what we pride ourselves on. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's great. And as being a person that has uh, built a lot of things from the ground up and figured out how to use tools and figured out how to do some of that, having that sometimes that creative piece isn't isn't in the capacity of people, but there's a whole mm -hmm. lot of edit that needs to occur that doesn't require that. Sometimes you just get sucked in and I know you guys know better than anybody, but it is, uh, yes. it's, there's a lot of, uh, of of work, just repetitive work that comes mm -hmm. through, just sorting through video and things as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have a funny story or something crazy that's happened? 
you know, I'll, uh, I'll, well, jump I'll in. start. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, know, I, know. I got you. I got, I got this one. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so this one, you know, I was thinking about this and I, I do have some stories from, from where we've worked in the past. I just don't know if I should share them on the air. So I'll leave that, you know, between <laughs> off offline brandy. Um, but I will say a, a, a fun one. If you're ever doing production, um, you'll always notice you're you're always going to have we call them bogies. Like, watch out, we got a bogey at nine. You know, coming in and they'll get in front of the camera. They'll ask you what you're doing. You're just trying to get a take. It's usually the end of the day. Everyone's tired. And so, if you ever have that happen, photo shoot, video, anything like that, an old industry trick. Um, you always just you know quietly tell them that you're working on a mayonnaise commercial. Or, or maybe something for adult diapers. Um, you pick something really <laughs> unexciting, uninteresting, and you just, you cannot count how fast they will run away and leave you they alone. They don't want a cameo so, in, a, in adult diapers. They do not want a cameo, <laughs> exactly. Like, we have an extra spot for you, actually. And so I will say you can have some fun with that. Um, we always like to try to, you know, uh, just, just play with people a little bit on that, but it does keep them away so you can get, get your production finished. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, take take that <laughs> from that what you will next time I'll you're recording one, yeah. a, a podcast on site. You have a, a mayonnaise podcast. Super, super important. So. <laughs> and it. what's so interesting about that is when we're doing a field production, you know, we're out there in the public somewhere. We either we've rented a space um, or we're just out, you know, outside somewhere. We are approached by quite a few people, more people than you would think that say they have a production or had a production background, were in production or, um, or are adjacent to it and they offer to help. So um, it's just kind of an interesting aside that there are so many people out there um, that have some form of production experience um, and certainly are willing to, or to lend a hand. Or claim that they do. Or, exactly, you know, every, everybody's, everybody's overselling their abilities, right? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh -huh. um, all right, so I have some questions for you. We'll start with Nick and I'll ask these both to you first and then we'll switch over to Aaron. If you could, you would blank every day. Ah, uh, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, I, I would, I don't necessarily make the enough time for my wife and daughter um, on every day. And, you know, I'm putting a lot toward work. Uh, I would probably, you know, take a beat uh, to really just kind of dive into what my daughter did at school uh, and really, you know, hear about what's going on with my wife, uh, you know, and her job. You know, we, we, we try our best, but sometimes, you know, work gets the better of you. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, family life is uh, much more important in most respects. So uh, oh, got to make wow. time for it. Well, that's very sweet. Aaron, how about you? You know, mine's going to be on a similar vein, and maybe it's just because Thanksgiving's coming up. But I, you know, I would I would take some time, um, and I I do try to do this sometimes. But you know, uh, you, you, miracle mornings don't always happen. You know, so um, be intentional about um, being thankful. You know, about the things that we do have um, in such a fast-paced and crazy world. You know, with you know social media, everything has to be so quick and and so so instant. Taking some time to be really grateful for our jobs, for our families. Mm -hmm. You know. For opportunities, you know, to make connections um, is really big, and I think uh, you know probably probably ups the the positivity you're going to have that day if you take some time in the morning to do that. You guys are so sweet. I think my answer would be <laughs> eat donuts and not get fat. Hey, you know, there's nothing with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, let right, me tell so you, I love some donuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, the world would be a better place if. Uh, world would be a better place if we all. Um, took a little bit more time to understand each other. 
I know there's a lot of world turmoil all the time in every part of the world. Uh, I think oftentimes we're quick to rush to judgment um, and not really, you know, take the time we need to try to understand where the other person is coming from. Uh, I'm guilty of it. Everyone's guilty of it. Uh, but, you know, just a little bit more patience, I think, uh, to, to try to hear people you disagree with, uh, hear them out. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. the world would be a better place if? You know, I think the world would be a better place if um, all of the, the people on our teams who are actually doing the work got a chance to have a bit more of a say, you know, and I think we're getting to that place in our society. Um, but there's so many great ideas there that I think get hidden or, or covered or, you know, it can be just stuffed, you know, because they're so busy doing busy work. Um, you know, so I, I would love to just hear more. And I think that's happening. But I, I think the more ideas we can get out there, the better we're going to be as a society. I love it. Thank you guys both for being here. Stick with me, but we're going to head out and hear from one of our friends in a shout out. I am Peter from Poland and you are listening to Brandy on Hotbox. Yeah, just right now. Thank you so much to Peter from Poland. We appreciate you for sending us a shout out and hello to you and hope to see you soon. Now, uh, Nick and Aaron, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Well, uh, you can email either of us. Uh, I'm Nick at storyfi.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y-F-I.com. Uh, Aaron's is also the same, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at storyfi.com. Um, we have a general email, which is info at storyfy.com if you don't know who you want to talk to. And we also have a phone number, which is 313-718-1020. Uh, Great. Oh, Excellent. And, and then obviously our website right there. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> right. and, and Instagram, and... Team Storyfy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Team, team Storyfy on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Follow on Team Storyfy. I love it. And now it's my favorite time. It is the time where we leave all the people that are listening and watching, all of our faithful followers, people that are here, that tuned in specifically just to hear what was happening with the two of you. We're going to leave them with some tools to kick ass. So based on everything that we talked about today, what is a takeaway today? Aaron, what's your thought? You know, I think big takeaway here, take some risks. Uh, don't be afraid to try out some of the new tools, AI, um, social, you know, some new things that maybe you've been wanting to do, but you don't feel you're, 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 you know, empowered to do. Look at your team. You probably have someone on your team who can help you out. And if not, um, reach out. We'd love to help you, you know, take a big step, take a risk. Um, it, it's going to pay off. And Nick, what do yeah. you have to add? Yeah, I mean, you know, video is everywhere today. Uh, and I think you, all you need to do is pick up your cell phone and, uh, you know, you are, you are completely enamored with, uh, every video you might find on that and just doom scrolling forever. But, um, you know, it doesn't take much to, to develop a comprehensive social strategy. Uh, but there's a threshold between developing, you know, again, uh, something that's simple, it follows a simple cadence to something that is professional and it's going to start tying your digital channels together. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a good opportunity to lean on a professional group like Storyfy uh, to really help, you know, not only develop it, but develop the content for it and really begin to get some good performance out of that content um, mm -hmm. to help you meet your growth goals. And that's, that's what it's all about. That's it's great. about growth. 
I love that. Engage, take risks, lean on professionals and, and be willing to just put yourself out there and tell the story and engage. I love that. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. And I hope everybody goes out and checks out all of your stuff. And for anybody that uh, has been dying for some more, check us out on social media at Strategic Hot Box and at Brandy Love, that's B-R-A-N-D-I-L-U-V. And check out all the behind the scenes. So you'll see a little bit of Nick and Aaron and, and me, but you'll also see all the other episodes and crazy stuff that we have going on at the Strategic Hot Box. You can check us out on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, YouTube, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, I mean, clearly you're listening to one of them now, but no, you have options. You can even check us out on Roku. We have our own Roku app. You can download and look at all of your favorite episodes. Appreciate everyone listening and tuning in today. Again, thanks to Nick and Aaron. Until I see you again, get out there and kick some ass.